Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to an unexpected podcast, Talkin' Tolkien with Ez and Lane, Speak Friend, and Enter. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. Ez, back here in the North Farthing in Gandalf's pad, the flannel wizard, looking through some scrolls, looking through some inside information, and I thought I would do something a little different for you guys as we were about to jump back into part two of this conversation. Uh, we left Bilbo in there about to, well, I mean, he, he is actually about to go in and literally pick up a goblet of fire, like a big old goblet. And I mean, it wasn't actually on fire, but you, you know, you get the reference. Smog represents fire, whatever. Um, so he's going in to get the goblet of fire, bring it back out and celebrate with uh, the dwarves, and here we go, we got it, right? He, Smog gets pissed, he's very ticked. Uh, Hobbit toes get a little singed on the way out, but we're celebrating for a while, and then you'll, you guys know what happens at the end, it gets, it gets a little crazy. Um, so yeah, well, before we get into that, though, I just, I've been curious, and I actually asked Lane, I think it was this episode, or it's the one coming up, but I often wonder, where is Gandalf and what is Gandalf doing? You know, because I'm a wizard and I'm interested by that sort of stuff. We've seen the films. We know what he's doing in the films. Why did Peter Jackson do that? And where is that like supported in, in the text? Some people have emailed us and asked us, you know, where do you guys find your information? And honestly, a lot of it's like on Tolkien Gateway. Um, we have all the history novels. Sometimes I open those up and I get in there and I get confused and lost, which is why I'm up here in the North Farthing looking through all that kind of stuff. But uh, I thought I would share this with you. It's The Quest of Erebor. 
And it's found in the Unfinished Tales, which were published in 1980, I believe, by Christopher Tolkien. Meant to be kind of this, um, one of the uh, appendices at the end of the Fellowship, just explaining this quest that was referenced. We, we have Bilbo there. And so if you're just picking up in the Fellowship, well, who's Bilbo and what is this great quest that he went on? And Tolkien wanted to put in the quest of Erebor, where Gandalf is telling, uh, you know, a abridged version of this to Frodo and even at one point during it Frodo kind of says is this the whole story well no it's it's not yeah you, you should go read the Hobbit and, and find out what what happens but it's it's hinted at in this and, and this is sort of what Peter Jackson uses along with other things the peoples of, of Middle Earth and other uh, different texts where Tolkien kind of lets us know what Gandalf was doing what were his motivations behind this whole quest you know and, and, and where the heck is he? Did he just want to go down and see Radagast? Is he just trying to, you know, are there, are they, <laughs> are, they are they in Radagast's hut just, just hanging out talking wizard talk? I, no, they're not. <laughs> they're actually, they're about um, some pretty important business. And it's actually at the end of The Hobbit where we're going to hear about the White Council and Necromancer. And we've heard about it actually, I think even in chapter one um, of, of this, of this book. So the Necromancer has been, you know, mentioned, but this was cool for me because this is like Gandalf telling Frodo about this quest and why he wants to, why he got Bilbo out of his door on the road uh, with the dwarves and the whole thing. And in hindsight, you look back and it's like Tolkien wrote The Hobbit and said, hey, let's also, this is cool. We're here, here's now the sequel and let's make the let's make the connections. So you need to write some context. He kind of develops some of those ideas, puts them down on paper. And Christopher Tolkien, um, you know, gives this to us in The Quest of Erebor, in The Unfinished Tales, and other places. So it's just neat. Like one of the major, major things here, and we've talked about this, but smog. We don't want smog to be reined in by the Dark Lord. And, you know, is Sauron returning? Who's the necromancer? Gandalf's investigating all of that with the White Council, and they do have their big confrontation. But I just thought it was cool that I wanted to know where that was in the text. So... If you guys want to, you can go check those out. Unfinished Tales, Quest of Erebor, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, he's he's moving pieces. So Gandalf is out there moving all these other pieces. And we're really just seeing this through Bilbo's eyes. You know, and this was his quest. And we get to kind of, it, it humanizes it, right? We're in there with Bilbo. And I just thought this was cool. And I had to share. I, th I kind of thought, I'm editing uh, a little time jump here. Kurt Jones. <laughs> was was on the episode uh, we, we just recorded. So I'm going through the editing process and I thought, you know what? Uh, it's fitting with the inside information bit. Sometimes people ask us about this and I just was curious and so I thought I would, I would share with you guys. So there's that. If you know more about that, send me an email, send me a message on social media, whatever you want to do, but I'd love to talk just more about where you find those extra bits in all of those histories. It, the, the 14 volume Histories of Middle Earth is just kind of kind of insane it's just it's just a lot a lot of notes and, and stuff to kind of sift through but I'm a wizard and I should be doing that so so there we, so there we are uh want to give a quick uh shout out to fansided uh our you know just to, just kind of our, our network and Patrick and everyone over there and we're thankful for all the opportunities that they've provided us here on an unexpected podcast and this episode is brought to you by Manscaped Manscaped is doing this kind of big uh push big promotion for the lawnmower 4.0 you guys have been hearing us talk about it, talk about the old forest, trimming the hedges, all those good things. Uh, the commercials only get, get this one's not going to be funny, obviously, because it's just as 
<laughs> All right, guys, you, you can't bring bring the as as you bring the hedge down, bring the expectation down just a little bit too. Okay, uh, we we have a good uh, commercial coming up next episode as well too. But uh, yes, fourth generation trimmer. They they launch this on May fifth. It is sick, and I am very much a fan of of you guys know lawn mowing and just even manscaped. I think it's cool. I think their branding's cool. I think I think it's a really uh, good trimmer. So, um, to get the lights, we've talked about the lights. We think those are th- those are sick. Travel lock, um, the confidence gel. It's got all sorts of like uh, wireless charging system. All those good things, which actually is a good thing, right? You think about like your manscape device, your trimmer being around a whole bunch of other water sink. You know, in the bathroom, it can get kind of tricky. So that's actually kind of a cool, cool function there. But um, yeah, so, and with this, they have kind of, you can get like the whole package if you want. So there's the ultra smooth package, uh, that has also come out and that's all of those kind of like crop gel, the, uh, crop shaver, groin razor, all that good stuff. They actually have a really nice kind of package put together that you guys can kind of check out and, um, you know, just, just see how, see how it goes. I, I, I'd love to hear feedback on it. I think it's awesome. And, uh, you can get 20% off. So if you just type in fan sided 20 uh, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. You can go to www.manscaped.com, place your order, put in fan-sided 20, get 20% off and that free shipping. I think it's well worth it. I think it's awesome. If you're looking to get a gift and you're just thinking, hey, I got birthday coming up or I've got like, you know, I mean, I know it's a little early for Christmas, but we're, you know, whatever. Get something for somebody, whatever it might be. It's, you know, get it, hold on to it, you know, uh, get 20% off while you're at it. So anyways, yeah. Thanks again to Manscape and uh, and everyone at Fanside. We really appreciate all these opportunities and and uh, yeah, it's been been fun. Good way for us to kind of move away from some of the other ways in which we were funding the podcast. And I uh, I think this is this is awesome for for Lane and I. All right, friends, that's enough of as just rambling on and not even knowing what I'm saying um, half half the time on on this podcast. So I appreciate you guys. Let's get right back in to inside information, part two. Ah, uh, well, hey, let's get back to let's let's get back to Smog yeah. here. Who we are mm-hmm. allowed to just kind of? He's cool. not a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's no, no, he's a nice not. Guy. He's, not, he's a I jerk, like, dude. He's a jerk, man. He's an aristocrat. Let me tell you why he's a jerk. Okay, let me just jump right to this because basically let's Bilbo goes down here and he grabs a was it a goblet? Right, a two handed massive cup. cup. Have you seen? Yeah. Have you looked at that illustration at the very beginning of? I think I I sent it to you as well. I think it's the best illustration we've found. Oh, so yeah, there right it is. The cup. It's massive. Yeah, he's holding it. But how cool is that moment? Yeah. Yeah. Like how dynamic is that? There's there's this illustration we'll have to either link in the description or like post on social media. For me, it's the best. I don't even know who did this piece. Maybe someone on DeviantArt. I don't even know. But it, right. I love illustrations where you can like feel the movement. Sure. Like it looks like a snapshot from just a chaotic moment. And this is this is later on, but it's you get a, a glimpse of the cup there anyway. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, it takes that yeah, that big old two two handed goblet thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what he has and, and he's mm-hmm. uh going down here. Basically he remembers being mocked as as being more of a grocer than than, than a burglar. Yeah, this will show so, yeah. Yeah, this will show him, right? So he grabs He's grabbing that that cup. It's it's awesome. It's cool. Now he's going to get a piece of the treasure. What I think is crazy, and the reason I, I said Smog is is a jerk. Let him have the cup. Oh, My, he gets so upset about this he cup. Gets so ticked. I do. Yeah, and I do love the um 
I do love the the comparison to a rich person coming up that he makes yeah. as, to explain his his anger. And it, right. I mean, we've all known people like that who, yeah, they have everything, and one thing they forgot they even had gets taken, and they get upset, and it's like, what in the world? Yeah, or it gets um, broke. But, yeah, broken. Or yeah, or broken. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't you believe know. you broke my Voss. Um, <laughs> there's uh, one of these moments of just perfect imagery for me uh, is just above that before his his um, you know, kind of his feeling of victory that you know, hey, I'm I am a burglar. This will show him for sure. This big cup is it's just like two sentences. It's after he grabs the cup, um, and casts one fearful eye upwards. Smog stirred a wing, opened a claw. The rumble of his snoring changed its note. It's just like you can see him grabbing this mm-hmm. cup, you know, looking up real quick, and then Maybe. seeing this move. Yeah, seeing this right. stir and this movement, and it's like, wow. I w- I would have froze, right? I would have been like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could. I don't know if they. I don't think they passed sh- a dragon. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like he's he's almost like kind of hiding behind this cup. It's just unreal. Yeah. Two two things yeah. I, I want to mention before I forget it. I like how in the movie, and I like in some of our illustrations here, how the treasure is glowing because you have to yes. like you think of like the heat or the red glow that mm-hmm. Bilbo kept seeing. It wasn't just smog. It is also yeah. that glow coming off all of the gold and the treasure True. True that, that makes it yeah. all just illuminate, which is I think. Mm-hmm. a wild image to, to think about like a lot of times when you think of a, a, a like a dragon or you see them depicted like Tolkien's mind is thinking a glowing dragon mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was the glow of smog that's literally yeah. what he says and when yeah. you look at any of the uh, the, the artwork it's like yeah it, it reflects down into the treasure and glows yes. out from it and it's sick yeah um almost like so, a, a bed of a bed of embers like on a fire you know what yeah. I mean? Like smog is the fire, and these are like the coals almost that are just, right? You know, at right. the at the base of the fire itself. Yeah, right. I I can't help. So this is another, and you guys are gonna think I'm ridiculous. I know we made connections to the bulls, but now it's time to make, you know, <laughs> another connection here to something more <laughs> historical and something more. I don't know that this is a, this is a direct connection to the okay. fellowship. Uh, okay. So it's it, it's actually uh, the fellowship of the dig though. The Fellowship of the Dig. Oh it, this is the. Oh my god. This is this is the Marty Lagina, M- Marty and Rick Lagina. Uh, are they still, the, are they still the, bringing up wood? The, the curse of, of wood. the cur- the curse of Oak that's Island. The, that's so, the corner of the box. I know it. It's the corner of the box you, with the it, gold guys, hidden. If you have not seen, I'm doing you a huge favor right here. Okay. Every once in a while, uh, as the, the flannel wizard comes out here and does a big a big favor for you, go go watch go go watch the Curse of Oak Island and and watch this. It's it's amazing. Lane, when Bilbo comes out of here with the one stinking cup, yeah. it's like it's like Rick and Marty found one piece of wood up out of the money pit, and they are celebrating to the high heavens. They cannot believe they found a piece, or when they find a piece of pottery on that on on Oak Island, yeah. they're like, I mean, they're losing their minds. When Bilbo comes back up out of here, the cheering and the celebrating that oh goes on. Like and he's just laying there, like like as if he ran a marathon. Like this is this this bliss <laughs> overcomes him. Looking at the starry skies, and I thought to myself, yeah. is you know, I mean, whatever that did might happen be one of the biggest to stretches. this? Like whatever happened to this treasure? I know where it's at. It's in, it's it's in Oak Island. Smog's treasure, like this this whole this this hoard is there, and they're gonna find it one day. But anyways, back to our story here. I I I really thought of that though when I was listening to it. I thought 
This reminds me of like that one small find you come out and they haven't even seen the treasure, right? Balin didn't right. see a, a daggone thing. True. They they assume it's still there. Um, there's a dragon. They don't even know if the dragon's in there. They, they hear, right. but yeah. Bilbo has to go down and see all this and come back and report Firsthand. to them. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. Right. Good I connection. wish I could get. I wish I could get that month and a half, uh, a couple <laughs> years ago of binging that show back, of my life. But um, yeah, no. It's I'll give the Lagina brothers that. They're they're definitely uh little little dwarves. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't expect too much of them. He, uh, I love that he um when he gets out in the open air, he's gasping and taking pleasure in the feel of the fresh air again. All right, mm-hmm. and this yeah. made me think of Mirkwood when he gets yeah. above uh the treetops, right? And he can he can they don't he didn't even almost realize until that moment just how stifling that air in Mirkwood was. But it also makes me think, dude, like these are always so that Mirkwood was like. Not sure they're going to make it out of this, right? That was another moment where we're like, not sure they're going to make it out of this. This moment they're in here now, especially what happens in the next few pages, not sure they're going to make it out of it. And I love how like these daunting challenges or places often leave the characters unable to breathe, right? Yeah. Yep. Just like moments in our lives where it's like, I don't know if I can, moments of stress, moments of anxiety, it's difficult to breathe. Mm-hmm. Right, you yes, lose your breath, sure. your heart rate increases, you start breathing more irregularly, mm-hmm. oxygen gets depleted. It's so interesting to me. I I, I yeah. know that it's it's a, it's because of an external force, not an internal force. But again, it's a comparison we can make because you know Tolkien wrote it in such a way that it's like wow, that applies to the applicability. When we go back to the applicability, right, right of right. of like Lord of the Rings, especially, but even here, it's. I can think of moments where I've gotten out of a situation and I'm just like, <sighs> oh, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you feel like you can breathe again. Like something is off your chest and you're able to, or the air is more fresh or something. So, yeah. Well, I mean, this all goes Relief. back and, and yeah, exactly. Shout out to Nicole Whitaker, who always, I mean, who got the mm-hmm. tattoo. Don't forget the sniffing. Never Thinking forget it, the sniffing. Because we're about to go yeah. to the part where, where smog does just that he's sniffing around like you said like breath uh breathing uh being in tune with how the body feels taste smell all those things i tolkien is so good i think at just kind of weaving in all the senses and and not forgetting the sniffing a lot of people do Um, people do but you should not and so small i had to laugh a couple times when i was with 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 smog here because get over it man smog you're gonna, you're gonna lose. He's just so overconfident. You could have slept on here. The fact that you chase after this one cup and you go out and expose yourself here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's your undoing, man. You know, uh, so he's he's he goes on the hunt right around the whole yep. mountain just to yep. kind of push us on here a little bit. Um, yep. and yeah, he's he's out there flying around. He's he's, he's uh, we hear him kind of say the you know thieves, fire, murder, right. Um, these things hadn't happened since he first came there, since he first came to the mountain. So he's been at peace, really just loving up on all of his gold and his treasure. Yeah. Yeah. And now he can actually smell that something's amiss, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's like in a, it's a, a sense of like, there's been an invasion, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. the same way that I feel when 
I, I see this is the he I kind of feel a little akin to smog in a way. Like when mm-hmm. the bats would get in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt the same way. Something smelled off. Same way. Like yep. no. And then the, when he makes that remark of um he should have plugged that hole long ago. I know. How many of us how many of us have <laughs> oh. like put off a chore oh my, or put oh off something and it's like I should have I should have dealt with that a long time ago. I should have dealt with that ages ago and now I'm paying for it. Right? I'm paying for wow. it. Man. Lane, literally you are paying for it. Uh you're paying for it. So it wasn't the hole that you put off. Someone had a hole great. long ago that they should have patched up. Um cheesy cow, man. So that that makes it even worse. It makes it yeah. even worse. Gosh. That's wild. Anyway, whatever. Um, all right. So let's 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 push on here a little bit. So he's yeah. out there eating ponies. Like yeah. uh, Bilbo is. Uh, he he. Bilbo has the awareness to say we've got to get inside the door. Get inside yeah. the you know well the tunnel. And they, yeah, yeah. They almost forget about um, Boffer and Bomber. Who are mm-hmm. down in the mm-hmm. valley with the ponies so they're able to get them up in some of their stores but yeah the pony is curtains for the ponies well and thorin finally you know comes to his senses and says we can't leave them guys yeah like no, look no. get yeah. get inside mr baggins ballin uh philly killy they're not going to have all of us we're going to go out here i mean yeah. so step that, that's where you get that whole quote about dwarves where he's talking about dwarves being as ah, summer went back and forth it's just yeah They've got good and bad like all of us. Yeah, you know like what I mean? Us, right. They're just yep, yep. so Harry rises to the occasion and he goes out yeah. and uh and helps out. Um so yeah, they finally get inside just kind of in time because mm-hmm. smog is torching the side of this mountain. Mm-hmm. Right. Just blowing it up. Flames everywhere. His wings it are up, man. It's I I've never seen somebody this upset about a stolen cup. Cup. you know it depends I, on the cup though like yeah have you ever broken like a favorite mug or something or let me tell you right now my mom when i used to i mean <laughs> when we would break glass i don't know what happened one time it's the worst dude breaking a glass is bad well let's go back to luck here bad luck or whatever it was <laughs> i think we were just trying to do the dishes too fast and soap suds are flying and i'm i'm rushing around and it was like the third glass I had broken three weeks, one a week. <laughs> and mom was pissed. I mean, it was bad. So I definitely saw um, Dragon yeah, Fire. Dragon Fire. It was, yep, it was, yep. yep. I had to do laundry for the next three weeks, which I hated. My sister and I always trade. I said, I'll do the dishes, you do the laundry. And laundry mom said, is Such an ordeal. Yeah, she said, Switch. Even it as up. an adult, man. Oh my gosh. I know. Because then know. you got to, like, like I, I hang dry all my clothes because I don't well, like what the dryer does to it. And then you got to fold it and then you got to put it away. And it never stops, man. It I, never Let me just stops. say this. Let me just say this. Yeah. My, my biggest thing, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I don't know how to fold these. I don't know how to fold all these clothes. And she's like, what do you mean? Which ones? I was like, the female undergarments. <laughs> I don't know how you fold them. I don't know what you do. I. <laughs> she was like, stop. I was a teenager. I was so ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, so yeah, poor ponies, they're gone. You better uh, figure that out. You better figure out how to fold yeah. that stuff, man. Right, right. <laughs> so here we go. Let's move on here. Yep. Uh, when the morning came, the terror of the dwarves grew less. So if they're, they're going to stay in here, uh, try to, they have conversations about, 
the theft and was it the goblet that caused all of this you know like like him stealing this what did you want me to do i'm a burglar that kind of thing so yeah when the morning came the terror of the dwarves grew less they realized that dangers of this kind were inevitable no kidding guys you literally said at the start of this journey you were going to go pick a fight with a dragon exactly good golly i exactly anyway so yeah ponies are gone um luckily they had saved enough of their stores to last them mm-hmm. for some time. Luckily, yeah. luckily. And the uh, implication is even if they had to go back, right? Even if they had to kind of mm-hmm. walk back towards the uh, the river running a little bit, that they would be okay. So it's they were definitely wise in that respect. Yeah. Yep. So they talk about what do you do to get rid of a dragon? I think they kind of go over some of the lore, some of the stories, what has been done before. And yeah. they this is where they're arguing with Bilbo about the treasure. And he's just like, hey, did we have a good plan to get all that treasure out of there? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want me to steal it coin by coin? I'm going to need yeah. like 10,000 lifetimes to get all those yeah, out. Right, right. Um, And every time I go in there, I'm risking my skin here. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah. So. They pardon them, you know. They're they're kind of like, ah, you know. Sorry, that's our bad, our bad, Bilbo. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. So let's see. This is where Bilbo starts to kind of start giving some advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He, he says, "Getting rid of dragons is not at all in my line, but I will do my best to think about it." Personally, uh, I have no hopes at all, and I wish I was safe back at home. Mm. Never mind that for the moment. Uh, what are we to do now today? Well, if you really want my advice, I should say we can do nothing but stay where we are by day. We can no doubt creep out safely enough to take, uh, to take the air. Perhaps before long, one or two could be chosen to go back to the store by the river, replenish the things as Lane said. Um, and so he's starting to kind of like take over this mm-hmm. role and he will become the person who is like coming up with his with ideas yeah. um the saying comes in here here it is right uh let's see now i will make you an offer i have got my ring and i will creep down this this very noon um then if ever smog ought to be napping and see what he is up to yeah. perhaps mm-hmm. something will turn up every worm has his weak spot as my yeah. father used to say Yep. Why did his father used to say, he says, maybe not from personal experience, but his father used to say this. Yeah, uh, he knew it. Very, very interesting. So He knew it, yeah. Naturally, naturally the dwarves uh, accepted that offer. <laughs> Eagerly. So, yes, yes. Yeah, right, right. Because so they doesn't... didn't have to do anything. It, it no, was yeah, all you're, on Bilbo. Hey, right. You're going, he's offering this time, guys. We don't have to convince him. <laughs> Jeez, we got ourselves a good burglar. This um, is great. Yeah. This guy's going to do all the work. All right. <laughs> uh, so he does. He, 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 you know, he goes down there. Um, the, by the way, remember they had like a rock propping the door open? Yes. I yeah, can think of myself, what if that rock, you know, gets right? kicked out? I mean, slipped. And eventually that's what they do. They have to, you know, eventually when they decide mm-hmm. to, to shut the door, they do kick it. And because they're unsure, like you don't even think about this. You assume that once the door's open, you'll be able to open and close it willy nilly. But not this is a magical door so once it's closed right. and they don't know once it's closed can we find the keyhole again can we open it and close it uh, they don't know so yeah it's very uh precarious uh this right. entry point um right yeah uh and his his 
he's not as fearful this time, right? Because he feels like he knows what's down there. But Tolkien, you know, again, kind of breaks the wall and says, had he known more about, or speaks to us, I guess I should say, had he known more about dragons and their wily ways, he might have been more frightened and less hopeful of catching this one napping. And this is where we kind of, eventually we learn about how he's not really napping. Right. right? Exactly. He's pulling a Gandalf uh, yeah. on us. He's pulling a Gandalf, bro. Um, yeah, he's pulling, a, he's pulling a Gandalf. <laughs> it's unreal. No wonder oh, Gandalf shoot. wanted him taken out, you know? Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, yeah he's boy. stealing his, his uh, sleep cycle there. Yeah. Well, it, actually, I was going to yeah. talk about Gandalf at another time, but we got to get through this chapter because Gandalf really is, in the, in the full arc of things, taking out one of these individuals who the Dark Lord could use, right? True. Against. True. Against. You know, wow. Would have been a dude. whole different battle, Smog. Uh, would have been in the mix there. So very true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finally, so Smog does actually speak yeah. to Bilbo. Yes, uh, Bilbo thinks he he can sneak right up on him, all this good stuff. But he says he finally just calls out, "Well, thief, I smell you, and I feel your air. Yeah. I hear your breath. Come along, help yourself again. There's plenty to spare." And so condescending. Oh, such a. Dude, I smog. I mean, he's a jerk. He is a jerk. I, I, I like him as a villain, though. He's a great. Oh, he's a perfect villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so it's great. Yeah, he is. But uh, we're in here, and and there's all this riddle like like work going on. There's lovely titles, right? So, yeah. um, he's very Bilbo's very polite. He calls Smog the chiefest and greatest of calamities. Yeah. Yep. Full uh, of flattery. Yeah. Flattery. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's like you seem familiar. Um, with my name, but I don't seem to remember smelling you before. Mm -hmm. Who are you and where do you come from, may I ask? And I love this. I come from under the hill um, and under the hills and over the hills, my paths led. And through the air, I am he that walks unseen. And truly, uh, so I can believe, right? Smog is like, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I can't see you. But yeah. I can, you know, I smell something yeah. up. There's, them toes are smelling. Yeah. Um, so well, I guess we yeah. we forgot to mention too, or like point this out, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. But he's got his ring on. He had his ring on the first time. Absolutely. Yes. And he's got his ring on the second time, or not his ring, but the ring. But we yep. know it as his ring. And so, what a like. I think at one point he says, you know, he can't imagine what it would have been like without his ring. Like he wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to do this without the ring, so no. that's even that's even another like, if you look at like a turn of luck, that he even found the ring in the fr- and that the, he was even able to win it from Gollum, mm-hmm. right? Like had that well, not happened, this would be it's a amazing. Mess. It's amazing. I love. I know it, the way it's written, and I understand how this all evolved. But it is cool yeah. to go back and kind of connect these things. Like the one ring mm-hmm. is literally on Bilbo's finger, uh, yeah. with a fire drake. Right. I mean, you have a right. freaking one of these Who, ancient individuals. I know. My God, if he if, uh, if the ring falls off and stays in this treasure and smog. Yeah, it's crazy. There's there's even there's even a, a um, yeah. Anyway, a comparison later on that I that I that I popped out to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly Lord of the Rings. This mm-hmm. is exact. And then even like, you know, if you think about it, he's got the ring on. Right. And like up two pages ago. Tolkien was comparing smog to a volcano. 
Yeah, that's right. A live volcano. And yes, you're like, was. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he's literally <laughs> oh walking the gosh. ring into that, a volcano. Absolutely he is. Yes. Like that's what unreal. in the world? That's unreal. And then and then to uh, you know when we learn later on that like even if smog would have like incinerated Bilbo mm-hmm. it would have mm-hmm. the ring would have been undamaged. Like even yep. as powerful of a force as this is likening him to a volcano it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been enough to do. it's just crazy man it's so cool like the layers are there they are yeah they there. are they are yeah uh it was speaking of layers as you get into these titles i think some of these are pretty cool yeah. uh, we're, yeah, we're told as yeah. as the reader we should know where some of these come from and we'll understand kind of yep. why bilbo has these these titles the one that i liked was he says and i am he that buries his friends alive and drowns yeah. them yeah. and draws them alive again from the water like, dude, that's a little messed up, Bilbo. And <laughs> actually, it would scare me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I can't see you, but this is the title you just gave me. So, yeah, like, dude. if I weren't smog, which I'm not, I'd be <laughs> pissing myself. Uh, <laughs> like, that one's pretty good. Like, that one's pretty good, it's right? So I mean, good. Like, yeah, dude. So and then anyway. just his, like, these, these, the way he weaves these riddles, I like, came from the end of a bag, but no bag went over me. Well, um, how about this? How about man, this? I I am yeah. ring I am ring winner, and yeah. luck wearer wearer. Right. So here's he's yeah. aware of luck. Of luck. Come on now. And it was yeah. luck that he wears that ring as well. Like that's now. Cri- yeah. Now, Bilbo, you went too far because had barrel you not rider. have said barrel rider, we could have Shouldn't spared have a whole it. bunch of people. Good lord. Yeah. Because um, what does he he comp- he says like unless that. Uh, Unless that pony was named Barrel, right? You know, I know that you're probably talking about an actual barrel, right? And he's thinking Lake Town. He's thinking Lake, Lake Town. Uh, yeah. It's so he pretty much, man. I mean, what, so you got to think though. What got carried Smog, away? He would have figured it out anyway. He would have. He would have assumed that the closest civilization is Lake Town. That they would have had to have aided at least. I think. I think almost like it gives. It like gives Bilbo too much credit for that. I think he would have gone after Lake Town anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. After yeah. all this, you know what I mean? Like, I right. you almost feel like, oh, Bilbo, like you just pretty much gave up Lake Town, Esgarath, like, but it's not even. No, nah, he would have gone really, after him anyway. Yeah, it's just another. Yeah. He's just look. He's looking for a reason to you know, to do it, and so he does. Uh, there's some back and forth about this, but basically they get to a point where Smog informs him hey when i ate those ponies i also smelled again don't forget the sniffing he smelled dwarves on Mm -hmm. those ponies he tasted Mm -hmm. dwarf he's he's tasted them before yep so uh he knows that bilbo tries to act surprised to spare his friends but no i mean they are they're there um and smog's on to him so uh let's see yeah he says um I suppose you got a fair price for that cup last night, he went on. Come now, did you? Nothing at all? Well, that's just like them. And I suppose they're sulking outside, speaking of the dwarves. And your job is to do all the dangerous work and to get what you can when I'm not looking for them. This literally sounds like the ring or it sounds like someone like like an individual who's doing that whole kind of reverse psychology, getting you to... Turn on your friends. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, because this really nags at him later on. Um, it does. 
It does. Uh, yeah, to the point of like he has to address it with them. He has to bring it up and say, "Is this something that you really like? Is this true? What he's what he's accusing you of?" Right. Uh, but and and he knows what he's doing. Right. Smog knows what he's doing. He knows that that there pro- may or may not be any truth to it. But he's gonna try and break this little uh, thief. Yeah. Dude, this mm-hmm. next part. Okay, so this beginning of this next paragraph. All right. Mm-hmm. This is what like it almost. It didn't shock me, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Bilbo was now beginning to feel really uncomfortable. Whenever Smog's roving eye seeking for him in the shadows flashed across him, he trembled and an unaccountable desire seized hold of him to rush out and reveal himself and tell all the truth to Smog. This is exactly Frodo's experience in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In a sentence. Mm-hmm. Roving eye, seeking for him in the shadows. Wow. Trembled with an unaccountable desire to reveal himself and give himself up. Right. Like how crazy that yeah, for a short amount of time. And we kind of see like, uh, especially like in the movies. I love, I love Ian Holm. Old Ian Holm, old Bilbo, whatever. When he says, oh "Gosh," when he's like, he starts crying, and he and he says, um, "Dang it! What does he say?" I'm sorry for everything. You know, he just feels all this guilt oh, for yeah. what Frodo has gone through and potentially is going to have to go through. And it's like this moment kind of informs that in my mind because it's like he, for a short time, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. knew, like very intensely, what Frodo was going to feel for like a year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I get that. that quest. Yeah, that's a really cool connection. I mean, like, like, yeah, this dragon spell coming under this. What, what is this? And it does mm-hmm. feel a lot like the what the ring is trying to get you yeah. to, do, to do, and, and the yeah. draw that it is to just reveal yourself, and sometimes even putting it on is revealing yourself, and, and mm-hmm. that's wild as as well to think about. So. Yeah. Yeah, the crazy thing, you were making a serious connection there, and I almost thought I was thinking again back to <laughs> my mom. I thought I, I was under the dragon spell a few times. I came right out and confessed everything. You know, she just come right out and say it. True I, that, uh, man. True that. Did not know mom had Confession. that power as well, you know. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, but so he, he does, but plucking up courage, he spoke again. So if he, he does, he gets that courage back just enough. Yeah. To say that he doesn't know everything. It wasn't gold alone that brought us here. Yeah, but I'm going to yeah. skip ahead here a bit. But revenge. it was revenge, baby. Yeah, baby. Revenge. Yeah. Uh, we came over hill and under hill uh, by wave and wind for revenge. Yeah. The rhyming and the riddlery and all the kind of... Cra- like the yeah, battle of dude. words going on between yes. him and Smog is actually pretty cool because like Bilbo faces these foes right and if it's it's Smeagol it's Gollum to begin with and now yeah. here we are right you know and, and another leveled up yep leveled up so yeah um also so okay that uh, just before that too he talks about uh the nasty suspicion be- beginning to grow how the doors forgotten you know the important point of of um well he starts to question like you know what was the uh what were you promised as a reward? And then how did, did, did you think you were going to get, I'm guessing it was treasure. How did you even think you were going to get it there? 
And did mm-hmm. they ever lay out details like that? See, they didn't really even mean it. Mm-hmm. How are you going to bring that back to where you're yes, from? Like, all, uh, that's uh, true. Can, can you imagine the amount of treasure that your reward would entail? He talks about how mm-hmm. it would take lifetimes to bring it out. And then how are you going to get smart. it? You get it. Yes, he is. Get it to your home. And so this suspicion starts to grow. And it just speaks to the power of words, right? And mm-hmm. how it's so fitting that Tolkien, whether it's, you know, Saruman or Wormtongue or Gandalf or any of these characters that we see throughout Middle Earth that use the power of words, not the power of might, but the power of words to affect change and try to ensure outcomes. And it's so fitting that Tolkien, who was a philologist, decided to go that route, right? Mm-hmm. It's the power of language. The man who studied words, the man who was obsessed with languages, the man who tried to save languages from going extinct, would time and time again show that it all boils down to the power of words. Like the power of a word can put this splinter in your mind yeah. that if unchecked and unbalanced can break something that break an yeah, entire it might, company. It can break dude. I'm telling you, that's actually a really good point. And on a serious note to any, you know, uh, a lesson to take from this or to pass on to younger readers or, or what have you is this dragon talk. There mm-hmm. are people in our lives and we work with them and this is unfortunate uh, and, and I, you, you know, this is smog we can just hate on because he's a dragon and he's, he's yeah. you know, an evil character. Yeah, a person. Right. It's yeah, unfortunate yeah. that we have people in our lives who use dragon talk, though. True. We do. And you Very come true. across people who layer and they, they put these, have you thought about this? Now, yeah. he doesn't even know they just met, right? Yeah. You just meet somebody, negative energy's coming at you like like right at you they're already throwing all of the stuff that you just said that you're pumped about you're on this mission this quest with your friends yeah Yeah, Yeah. well you know what have you thought about this yeah like as if you're some know-it-all who just and i'm sitting here buying in and the thing is now and tolkien says bilbo of course ought to have been on his guard but smog had a rather overwhelming personality and so just remember uh I don't know. I, I'm a guy, and we, you and I talk about this in meetings a lot of times. We like to sit and listen. We're not yeah. the first to just jump in there with a response, and yeah. uh, I think it's okay to just watch out. I think be on, be on guard. There are a lot of over, and it's fine. I love lots of different you know, like personalities, but you do yeah. get people in your lives who they plant seeds, and you're like, what? Yeah. You know, I like this thing that I think I have going. I'll be honest with you. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Sure. People have already tried to really? play. Yes, man. I will tell you about this Give later. Give me names I'll, afterwards. I yeah. will. I've already kind of like it's. It's something. Sometimes you don't want to share something that you, that is yeah. private and that is uh, exclusive to you and it's going on personal in your life because and it's something you're working on or you're growing towards. Right. I, I'll give you an easy yeah. one. Right. Yeah. What I I used to have. Um, I used to have some friends back in the day. Anytime yeah. I started to try to like work out again or want to like get back and be active, like Ez had a lot of bone surgeries, bone tumors. I have a really bad yeah, knee. I, I could make excuses for days and I, and yeah. I like, and there's legit reasons why like I, I had trouble, you know, yeah. keeping up with all that kind of stuff. Right. And I, yeah. I, whatever. 
But anytime I would go to try to do stuff, you had people who would hype you and who would get around you and who would rally you. And you had people who tried to sabotage you. And I don't get yeah. why. And I didn't notice that in my life. They were they had overwhelming personalities. And I thought later, it's a lesson learned. And it's all good. I'm not coming from a place of hate or negativity. It's lesson learned. I feel good. But yeah. sometimes you go through your ups and downs, your valleys, like the highs and lows. And you look back when you're in the high and you say, wow, I've got to learn from that. I need to actually reflect on yeah. that and say, I need to identify that in the future. Because th- that may happen. And sometimes it happens because those people are just... They're miserable or they have something going on in their life yeah, that jealousy or, yeah, or exactly or not be, understanding even like a lot of times or not taking you serious, not thinking that, hey, that's a serious thing that as is trying yeah, to work sure. on or whatever. And sure. Or, or I guess even sometimes assuming to know your mind and your experience in your life more than you do. I think sometimes yeah. people do that, too. Like well, we you and I have ex- as a, have experienced that oh, uh, yeah. in the as podcasters. Where people right. have assumed that they either think we really are dumb or that <laughs> we don't know certain things or that um, they know all the information when really yeah. they don't. Uh, right. And it's it's easy to judge people. It's easy to judge people and and simplify stuff when you think you know everything about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's really important. It's really important to just, I don't know, man. I would say avoid making judgments at all. Unless it's something you really, really know intimately or something that's happened to you that it's like it's, it's pretty much set in stone fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so much going on that we don't know. For sure. Uh, for sure there is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also say something that, that Bilbo can, uh, in, in this moment, like what they, whether it was not really as we think of luck, but even like almost like a gut feeling or something that kept pulling him in the right direction and keeping him away yeah. from this dragon talk and this dragon spell yeah. is a good thing. It, it, yes, and it's, it is. it's, it's, uh, yeah, you could take it all the way, all the way back to the hobbits in general, uh, in, in the Shire and, and how all of that upbringing and, and nurturing actually affects him here and helps prepare yeah. him to deal with someone yeah. speaking falsehood to him. So, yeah, man. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, all right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Revenge makes Smog laugh, and and he says, you know, the king under the mountain, he's dead. Where is yeah. kin that right. dare seek revenge? And he talks about the Lord of Dale is dead, and so on. I've eaten them, I killed them. Um, <sighs> and back then I was young and tender. Now I'm old and strong, Man. strong. And I wow, I you know what, Smog? Let me take that one from you though. I actually wouldn't mind stealing that quote from you. So, you know, <laughs> you know I was like, I'm old. I'm old, but I, yeah. <laughs> I'm strong, 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 baby. Yeah, getting stronger here as I get older. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah, possible. His, his, and this is where it comes out, right? His armor, he's talking about like his claws and, and his tail and his wings and um, yeah, yeah, breath of yeah. death. Yeah. Wings like the my wings are a hurricane. My tail's a thunderbolt. It's such cool. So in the same way that like you know, Bilbo kind of names himself earlier. He's kind of you know doing the same thing, just talking about how his his strength and his body, how he is all these things: armor, tenfold shields, teeth or swords, claws mm-hmm. or spears. Mm-hmm. It's a great visual again, because because. I mean, we've gotten like the glow and kind of the size and stuff, but this just informs the way. And we know what dragons look like, so Tolkien doesn't have to, you know, describe the dragon. But 
we really get an idea of just how built smog is to destroy. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Like he's a death machine. Like he's not like this cuddly, you know, uh, no. puff the magic dragon. Heck no. Like he's going to He's not Falcor. He's not a luck dragon. No. <sighs> I thought you were going to bust into the never ending, never ending story. Podcast. You remember our oh song? Oh my God. Uh, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, Bilbo thinks of something pretty clever here, which is like, as he's praising him and stuff, he's like, you know, yeah, that's, uh, he understood all of that, but like, aren't yeah. you guys also kind of soft underneath? And I'm like, Bilbo, are you talking to me? What's good? Yeah. I'm a little soft on the, on the belly here, but been, been manscaped uh, <laughs> or... <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Full 4.0 back at it again. Um, <laughs> But you know how boastful Smog is, and he's just sort of like, mm-hmm. yeah, hold on a second. No, 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 no. I'm armored above and below yeah, with he gets iron kind of, scales. Yes. Our gems, he, baby. This is like the first time we see him get defensive. Yeah. Did you notice that? It's his yes. tone kind of changes. He's like, no, you know, you're wrong. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your information is antiquated. Just even the way he says that, like... No, not not just not just no you're wrong, not just yeah, it's outdated. Your information is antiquated. Mm-hmm, no blade mm-hmm. can pierce me. It's like, whoa, okay, struck a nerve there, smoggy. Yeah, he did. He, yep. he for sure and then, did. And he doesn't pleased. he show him his belly too? He he does, but also just like you yeah. said, he gets he gets defensive, but he also is very pleased when Bilbo compliments him. You know, and he's like, yes. he's like yeah. Like basically when he says truly, you know, there's there's no equal to Lord Smog, so on. He's like, Yes, yeah. it is rare and wonderful indeed. He said absurdly pleased. Like he's now pleased yeah. that Bilbo's like acknowledging that he is yeah. he's all these things. And, and yeah, he says yeah. roll over he rolls over and says, Look, yeah, no. Yeah. Here's my and he, and he, it's like it's so funny that right, yeah, yeah. All completely shaven. Um I, I think it's hilarious too that like this is he, this is his mistake. This is his mistake because he's revealing and Bilbo is, is trying to get him to do this. The whole reason Bilbo went down here was to, you know, every worm has a soft spot, right? That's right. Or a weak what, spot, sorry. Weak so this spot. whole yep. thing was, was he wasn't burglaring. He was spying. He was investigating. He was trying to see, well, where is this, you know, where is this dragon's weakness? And it's Smog who shows it to him. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've just heard this. Oh, you're wrong. Okay, well, can I take a look? Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, there's a missing scale. Awesome. Thanks. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Out of here. See ya. Right. Right. Essentially, that's like he's gotten his information. He's gotten his inside information. That's well, what it, this is. And this has happened to me before. People come up to me and they're like, "Ez, you're ripped out of your mind. Like your upper body is like your delts and your buys and tries, and then they're just like." You know, uh, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, completely all over it, right? But I, I've, I've heard the underbelly's a little soft, completely <laughs> all over, and it's just like, uh, excuse, excuse me, how take a who look? Would, who young would t- man? Let me just lift up my or, shirt and woman. show you my one pack. <laughs> and then the the missing scale is just your little belly button there. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's there. There's a, there's a spot. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so so Bilbo finally gets Smog to roll over. We're looking at the you know underbelly, all that good stuff. 
the jewels and everything. But, you know, he did actually notice prior to this something was there. He wanted to go back, as you said, have a look. He sees the yeah. weakness. He sees the, the, the flaw uh, in the flawlessness, right? So, yeah, right? He's gone down. He's like, mission accomplished. So uh, after he had seen, let me, let me back up here, dazzling, marvelous, perfect, flawless, staggering, exclaimed Bilbo aloud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what he thought inside was, old fool, <laughs> <laughs> old fool. Uh, there's this large patch right in the in the yep. hollow of his left breast, um, and it's just it's. Oh, here we go. Yeah, as bare as a snail out of its shell. Yeah, I love that. Again, was, again, great, great imagery. Yeah, it, it's on point. You know how yeah. vulnerable a snail is outside of its shell. I do. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's actually really I not do. good. But don't don't Been say there. it. Don't say it. But I won't say anything. Anyways. I have been there, though. Yeah, I know. Haven't um, you? I think we all have. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, where where Lane? <laughs> this is where he pieces out. He pieces out real quick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Pieces he out. Says, that's right. Well, I really must not detain your magnificence any longer, he said, or keep you from much need of rest. Ponies take some catching, I believe, after a long start, and so do burglars, he added as a parting shot. As he darted back and fled up the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have done it. It was an unfortunate remark, right? Right. Uh, because uh, what smog does is shoot some flame. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Games. Yeah, after him, uh, as he's uh, he like lunges up. up that door. I need yeah. like, almost like like that little yeah. Tries to get his his uh, snout in, but I think it's just his nostrils, right? 
mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that. Um, yeah, he burns he burns Bilbo actually. I mean, burns he singes his hairs and everything. Yep. Uh, never never laugh at live dragons, Bilbo. You old fool. He said to himself, it became a favorite saying of his and passed into a proverb. Still say it to this day, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, this okay. So this is the part, man. All right. This is the part that blew my mind because it goes all the way back to the beginning of this tale. Okay. Okay. The afternoon was turning into evening when he came out again and stumbled and fell in a faint on the doorstep. I don't know if you recall way back in an unexpected party, literally at his doorstep Mm -hmm. when he fell into a faint Mm -hmm. after hearing what a dragon was capable of. Mm-hmm. And here he wow. is, back on a doorstep, Yep. after seeing just exactly what a dragon is capable of, almost, almost incinerated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he falls into a faint. And not out of cowardice this time. So a, a total 180, a parallel, but also a 180. I don't know what you want to call that. Right. Uh, alternate 180 or something. I don't know. But because of heroism, because of exhaustion. How, dude, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is full. It's the same exact full circle. Full circle. Or you know? half a circle because it's a 180. 180. I get it. Half circle. We're know. still on the doorstep. So, but I, I, I don't, I know that most people probably have read that and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's a callback to the beginning of the book. But I, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh. No, I hadn't. I, I mean, like, what a, I've, but it's, it's such a, it's obviously the exact same predicament he, but because it, it, what, what primed it for me was, was reading all this stuff about, you know, he, he wasn't the same hobbit who left that hobbit hole didn't hasn't had a handkerchief in quite a while and you know that he's now the leader of this group so comparing mm-hmm. himself now to who he was you know just months prior and then seeing this or it's, it's it's he's fainting but for different reasons on the doorstep after having this near incineration and it's just like oh my gosh man crazy mm-hmm. and the dwarves reviving him this time yeah. not out of like embarrassment but out of like Holy cow, he's yeah. back. And they're trying to yeah. comfort him and they're trying to tell him, Hey, you're all right. It's all good. Pat him you on know? the back, like, wow, he's back, yeah. guys. I can't believe this. Like, wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. So I don't know, and this is one of those I didn't look this up beforehand. You know, sometimes Lane and I we either you know, we make connections as we're as we're just kind of reading and we try to be organic and just uh make connections to the text. The thrush knocking, I mean, smog mentions it. The hearing yeah, he and knocking. heard it. Yeah, right. He's annoyed by the bird. And now Bilbo is also annoyed by the same bird. Is there like a... He says, I believe he's listening, and I don't like the look of him. So as he's rolling mm. over and coming to consciousness, he throws a stone at yes, the bird. Does. Yeah. Uh, then Thorin goes into this whole thing about like how the thrushes are good and friendly. They're very old birds. They used, used to, to communicate to with them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to I'm thinking ahead to mm. fellowship and stuff, and we don't trust all the birds uh, out oh, there. Yeah, dude. I I don't Crab know. Line from Dunland. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know who's this? Who's so? What this are you bird? asking me? Are you asking me he's a culprit? Who's this bird working for? I don't. Or or is this bird to? Bl- I mean, was this? You know, had he not have knocked, would we not have found the keyhole? Would it not have? You know. Or is this just a lesson 
of I just don't you know, know over over superstition, right? Of being mm-hmm. not just a little stitious, but being superstitious, right? Yeah. Of going, well, this bird's just doing its thing, but I could easily blame him, you know? Yeah. Or um, I could easily make this bird, you know, sentient. Okay. He's 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 this exceptional being that you know we used to communicate with. You could vilify, or you could, you know, saint. I like I, sanctify. I, I just could not make thrush connect. I don't know what it was. I was trying to. I was trying to, and I just don't. I rush hope someone thrush. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Does rush smog them. have thrush? Dude, I, I know. Oh, poor little Charlotte, dude. Charlotte and Ruth I, both had thrush. Do you remember how yeah. bad Charlotte's was? She yeah. would just. We couldn't get rid of the crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, it was knocking for sure. Poor thing. Yeah. Jeez. So I, I don't know that I. You know, I think it would bring that I, one up. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Sorry, man. I just don't think it's good. Cool. You know, I think we need to keep Bats, an eye on that bird. Thrush. Keep you an know. eye on that bird. Okay. Keep an eye. Uh, on that. All right. So okay, okay. They so Bilbo told them all he could remember. Right. He's he's mm-hmm. um confessing some of these things. He's talking. Eventually, does bring up with them. Um, he wasn't too happy about like he mentions barrel riders it would make even a blind rabbit in these parts think of the lake man right yeah yeah he, he wishes to goodness he had never said that feeling kind of silly yep yeah for sure for sure um I, I forget what else here like at one point he like he and the dwarves have to talk about the returning stuff and taking stuff back like smog did yeah. plant that seed and he comes back out and almost kind of you know talks to them about that so i forget where that's coming up but i don't want to miss that um he does talk about the diamond waistcoat, uh, the bear patch, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And the old yep. worm's diamond waistcoat. Yep. So he does say, I've identified a, a weakness. Weakness, yep. Yeah. And it's, oh, this is where it's at. They're discussing dragon slayings, yes. Um, historical, yes. dubious, mythical, and various sorts of stabs and jabs and undercuts. Oh, no yeah, one to mention, too. Them. Yeah. That if you get a chance, and I didn't read every again, we're not reading every every line here, but like when you go back and read the conversations between Smog, because jabs or um stabs and jabs made me think back to that conversation of all the rhyming and the talking uh-huh. between yeah. Bill. It was as if one found the other speaking eloquently and making rhymes, mm-hmm. and it said, I can play this game too. Yes. And it was kind of a really cool uh, I don't know. I yeah. I know we mentioned it briefly, but I wanted to emphasize again how neat that conversation is between conversation is yeah the two it's almost like uh, an elevated conversation like an elevated yeah. version of the conversation you had with Gollum Smeagol yes like it a is. more refined yes. a more elegant yeah right and inside of it you're making you're you're, you're weaving in rhymes not every not yes. every line not every sentence but you're you're definitely going to do it and it's yeah it sounds poetic it's and it, they both were kind of mirroring each other in style and I was like yes they were yeah. what's going on here yeah um all right. Uh, let's see. At last, he interrupted them. I am sure we are very unsafe here, he says, and I don't see the point of sitting here. Now, call this a luck, call yeah. it whatever. The dragon has withered all the pleasant green away, and the night has, has come, and it's cold. He can feel it in his bones. Smog knows now that I came down to his hall, and you can trust him to guess where the other end of the tunnel is. So he's saying he's going to fly around here and, and, and what have you. Um Thankfully, they do get inside before Smog comes. He snuck out. Yeah, isn't this now, something? Now that's a scary. Inter- think about that. 
Hold on. As he as yeah. he's laying here unconscious, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's out here." Smog is doing a slow creep to the front door. I know. I know. Isn't it interesting too how like this encounter with Smog has made Bilbo more in tune with being able to predict what he's going to do than anyone, any of the dwarves, right? They're they're mm-hmm. almost kind of like, no, we can't. Because at one point, he starts to beg them to go in the tunnel and yeah. shut the door. He's like, if we don't, guys, we're dead. And they're yeah. all like, no, 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 no. No, like we can't shut this door. Like, this is a bad idea. And eventually, it's the fear that, that scares them. Like it, it transfers to them. They're like, holy cow. Okay, well, maybe we need to listen to Bilbo here. But it reminds me of like times where because of brushes that Frodo had, you know, later on, like maybe mm-hmm. this is what this evolves into brushes that Frodo had with, you know, putting the ring on, being stabbed by the Morgul blade, all these things that, uh, you know, sometimes he would sense certain things, right? That yes, he right. would feel yes. certain things that others off around the road. him did not. Yes, that others around him did not or could not. And it, it, like his fear would have to communicate that to them. That, yeah, this is legit. I'm not just, yeah. you know, being yeah, paranoid. That's, yeah, that's a good point. And, and you can actually sense like even when you and I can't explain some danger or whatever it is, if you're feeling it strongly enough, uh yeah. okay something's going on like yeah you, you know what i mean like when you get like the hair rises on oh, your yeah. arms and and like yeah. i don't feel it but you feel it and it, since it's happening to you it's scaring me like yeah. all right yeah let's go i don't know this, yep. my buddy's acting a little weird here like <laughs> we should probably go inside <laughs> uh <laughs> there's a dragon out here friends um black riders yeah so okay yes they do get inside you're exactly right that's a, that, that's a really um that's what happens with with Bilbo and the dwarves. They get in there. The talk now turns to the wicked words of the dwarves, mm-hmm. um, or the yeah, dragon's yeah, yeah, wicked yeah, yeah. words about the dwarves. Excuse me. And finally, the, he's he's reassured. Thorin saying, "We knew it was going to be a desperate venture. Um, we're going to help you in any way that we can to get your stuff yeah. back, to get your share back. Reassurance, uh, a, a, lot, a lot of much. Yeah. yeah, reassurance. Um, yeah, believe me or not, as you like. And he was reassured. It's just it's." Guys, it's yeah. what he said. It's what the dragon yeah. said, and I hadn't thought about it myself. And actually, can we talk about it? You know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and so here we go. Just to kind I mean, of wrap it, up, it it, yeah. it almost kind of makes sense too. Sorry, not to interrupt. No, it, you're fine. It almost kind of makes sense too because like they haven't thought about what they were gonna do when they got to this point. Mm-hmm. We see that, right? Yes. We see that that's yes. like they maybe they weren't even banking on getting this far because they didn't have a plan for how they were going to get the treasure out, how they were going to get rid of the dragon, and it's like Bilbo who has to come up with a plan. So you think they really thought out, "Oh yeah, you know what? That's a lot of treasure there." And yep. Bilbo's going to get some. We're going to have to guarantee that it can get back to the Shire, which is where we're starting from. There's no way they were thinking about it. No, they And I think yeah. yeah, I think Bilbo having experienced all that, maybe that's a little more like okay, yeah, that's this. It was dragon curse talk. Uh, it's it, yeah, not not true at all. And we as yeah. readers can kind of go, okay, this wasn't like Thorin and company being malevolent or anything. It was just pa- yeah. yeah. Also, part of this, and you have to remember too, they weren't sure if Smog Smog hadn't been seen in true. a long time. And and like you said, so. they weren't even sure how much of the treasure was down there still. Yes. Yeah. Like, who know. knows if someone would have raided it, or if it could have gotten destroyed in in mm-hmm. any or lost. You know, I mean, treasure gets lost as well. So, 
Yeah. Right. And so I, I don't want to go over all this. There's a big paragraph about everything that's in here. 500 emeralds. I'll get to the bottom, grass. baby. The very There's, last yeah, thing. The heart yeah, of the mountain. You don't, you don't know any of that stuff. There's literally one thing in here. And it's called, it's not just any stone. Yeah. It's the Arkenstone. The Arkenstone of the Covenant. I, <laughs> stone of the Covenant. I, what in the, this stone is, yeah. um, I love what they did in the movie. It's trippy. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I love to bring it up from time to time in random conversations, try to compare something precious. When people talk about something that they value yeah. and I say, like, oh, you mean like, are we talking like what level of Arkenstone are we talking here? Like <laughs> level of Arkenstone. Are we like how how serious of an Arkenstone object is this? Um, the, the thing I love is like all these other things are quantifiable, right? There's there's gold you can get in quantity. There's silver you can get in quantity. All these other metals, right? But mm-hmm. it's like even even mithril. Mithril is something that you. But it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. But the the idea is that there is only one Arkenstone in existence, yeah. right? It's literally like element one fifteen or something, you know, like <laughs> thought to be thought to be, you know, not even real. And then there's just this one. I mean, isn't that kind of cool to think about? That's what would drive dwarves too, right? To find something that's never been found under like who knows? Is there something like that on Earth? Like is there is there some sort of rare Mm-hmm. Like one of a kind stones that has formed under this pressure with these weird mixtures of whatever, and that it's wild to think about. Yeah, man, this is it's, it's so it's so I was I was looking it up. I was actually even looking up the word art, you know, like arc, and I think of Tolkien yeah. and I think of the yeah. arc and I think of like a place where in which things are stored for safety. Yeah. But stored. anyways, yeah. The Arkin Stone. I don't know. I was just trying to look at maybe some of its etymology and figure out if there was anything he was trying to do special with that word yeah. uh, or, or, or naming it that. But the Arkin Stone is cool. It, it's it's a one-of-a-kind thing. Is yeah. it, They call it the heart of a mountain. Like how you think mountain. about mountains growing and being alive yes. and having a heart. Having a heart. And they I'm like, roots, this is, right? this like is a it. Tree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the Arkenstone is really cool. And, and actually, that's what's described. Yeah. Well, trees also have like heartwood. They have this. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, ooh, interesting. Hold on a minute. So trees are sacred to elves, right? And mm-hmm. mountains are mm-hmm. sacred to dwarves. And very similar they are. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so, going to be better than it was. But. I was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught looking at the etymology. So it does... There is a gothic word that is erkin, erkins, and it means holy. Okay. And it's ark. It's really it goes. You can there you go. Ark. Holy stone. Yeah, holy, holy stone. stone, precious yeah. stone, old Norse. Um, so yeah, really cool. Anyways, that's cool. the stone that's, that's awesome. discreet. Can you imagine being those guys who they once knew the treasure was there? They've seen it. They were around it, and they say, "Fellas, look, <laughs> you're not going to believe this." Yeah. yeah. I think of the Fellowship of the Dig. I think if there was a oh guy who said, who could actually, you could go back into history and talk to one guy who's like, oh, you wouldn't believe what's down there. And it's like, look, there's only two guys who Dude. do, and it's, it's Rick and Marty Lagina. <laughs> oh, my God. And so, they have like, to actually find something. They can't just find I, petrified hey, wood. Hey, oh, God. When they pull up the Arkenstone, wish- you're going you're gonna to eat every word you've ever said about them. 
If they okay, how about this? <laughs> if they pull up something akin to the Arkenstone, if they actually find what they find, I will take a road trip with you and we'll to go. Oak Island. I will Let's drive go. there. I want to go so bad. Yeah. All right, we'll do and it. We can go have beer we'll record at the, an episode. What's the pub they go to? Oh, I can't remember. I've wanted to go to that pub though yeah. for sure. I've hoping to like happen across them and talk you about know that, top pocket finds, you know. Oh, dude, you know that Marty has to be like or not Marty, uh Rick. Oh. Yeah. He has to be the biggest Lord of the Rings fan of all time. He is. He's a huge yeah. I think he's a I okay. think he's a big fan. Does he yeah. talk about that? Okay, yeah, yeah. The fellowship. He talks if, about the fellowship. He calls them the fellowship of the dig. What like, if would you want to have him on an episode? God, yes. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I love the Lagina. I hope they are listeners. What if they randomly were like listeners to our podcast? They would be insane. Maybe I'm, I'll try I'm to email such, him and see if he would be down for a... Dude, I am such a fan of that show, and they've inspired me to just like chase your dreams and just go for it. I don't care if they That's just what's dig. inspired you? Them? God damn it. Come on. Don't say that, bro. <laughs> they're one of the... Don't they're one your bravery hey, like that. Right, look, they're, they're one of... Uh, it's just such a cool story. If you haven't seen Oak Island, you got to go watch it. I've been trying to push it on anybody I can. There's an Arkenstone down in the bottom of a place <sighs> okay. called The Money Pit. You so, say so, my friend. I you do. I believe. I believe. Say so. I believe right. in Oak Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, it was. Let me just read the description. So it was like a globe yeah. with a thousand facets. It shone mm. like silver in the firelight, like mm. water in the sun, like snow under the stars, mm. like rain upon the moon. Mm. I mean, it's just really cool. You know, he's he's really yeah, playing beautiful. this up here. Yeah, it is beautiful, actually. Mm. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so let's see what happens here next. Um, yeah, they're talking about all this. Darkness is, is growing deeper and deeper. They're yelling, shut the door, shut the door. I fear that mm-hmm. the dragon, you know, is 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 nearby. Um, mm-hmm. And sure enough, right, uh, he was. Doesn't he come crashing mm-hmm. down on them, right? Yeah, they... Yeah, the rocks make boomed in. and the walls yep. cracked and the stones fell from the roof. Boom on yes. their heads. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What would have happened if the door had still been open? I don't like to think. So moments before Gonzo. he makes his attack, whether called luck, the luck bearer, whatever oh, you want to say. There it is. Gets him in luck there, wearer. shut the door, kick yeah. the stone yeah. out. Yep. And 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 saves the day uh there again. And they do describe Smog had left his lair in silent stealth, uh quietly soared into the quietly soared. Yeah. He, every every other time he's been described as like a monstrous, well, loud. Kinda, you know, he's kind of pulled a Bilbo. Yes, he did. He did actually, and that's what's kind of scary is to see a creature that big move that silently. You're like, yeah. oh, I mean, it's scary. So, anyways, um, and that's that's basically it. That's uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's yelling out, barrel rider. He snorted. Your feet uh, came from the water side and up the water. You came without a doubt. I don't know your smell, but if you are not one of those men of the lake, you had their help. They shall see me and remember who the real king under the mountain is. Right? Yeah. Wild. Wow. And wild. off he goes. It is wild. Off he goes. Off he goes. Good old smog. Good old smog. Did you like my uh, illustration I did? I smell fire. Did you see that? Where is it at? Let me see. Well, just the whole idea that like oh yeah 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 I smell uh, yeah Bilbo had his the back of his head scorched, and the hair was gone. Oh that oh my gosh, dude! Yes, and I thought to myself, I was like, why didn't they do that in the movie? Yeah, Probably that's because hilarious. it would have looked ridiculous. 
But like in reality, yeah. he would have had no hair on the back of his head. Yeah. And on the back of his legs and his heels. Scorched up. Scorched yeah. up. I smell fire. Ed Sheeran cover. Um, so I, <laughs> would you like me to read this uh, this portion about the dragons from Tom yeah, 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 that'd be sick. Okay. Yes. Because um, it kind of encapsulates that entire chapter and it will just be cool to talk about. Now, I'm going to yes. mess up some of these words it's okay. because I am not a linguist, but I'm going to get Thank into Thank God it. you're reading it. There is one, and this is from... For anyone listening and not watching, this is from uh, Tom Shippey's J.R. Tolkien, author of The Century. It's a fantastic book. Um, I remember I first got this in high school when I was doing a uh, research, my, my freshman research paper on Tolkien and read it cover to cover. Have not read it cover to cover since, um, but mm. I'm in the process of working through it now. And I was like, man, this is this will be great for the reunion tour for Lord of the Rings because I'm going to read this almost, I think it, is a great like honestly companion piece to okay. read this yeah. as you're reading uh the work itself is is pretty awesome so yeah so uh what told uh what uh shippy is doing is making all these um uh correlations between heroic poetry and and the hobbit okay so there's one final obvious use of this heroic poetry in the hobbit uh this time uh one which tolkien especially clearly this time, which shows Tolkien especially clearly playing with anachronism, uh, with the contrast of old and new. Bilbo's conversation with Smog. Uh, for Tolkien's taste, there were too few dragons in ancient literature. Indeed, by his count, only three. Hmm. Uh, the Midgard Sorm, or Worm of Middle-earth, which was to destroy the god Thor at Ragnarok, the Norse doomsday, the dragon which Beowulf fights and kills at the cost of his own life, and Fafnir, who is killed by the Norse hero Sigurd. Uh, the first was too enormous and mythological to appear in a story on anything like a human scale. The second had some good touches but remained speechless and without marked character, though Tolkien did take from Beowulf the idea of the thief stealing a cup and then returning eventually in a company of thirteen. For the most part, though, Tolkien was left with the third dragon, Fafnir. In the Eddic poem, um, Fafnismal, Sigurd stabs it from underneath, having dug a trench in the path down which it crawls. This is perhaps one of the stabs and jabs and undercuts which the dwarves mention while they are discussing dragon slayings, historical, dubious, and mythical in chapter 12. I also thought of Turin. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Turin, this is how mm -hmm. kind of how Turin kills Glaurung. Or yeah, when they think about when him. they're when they're talking about the yeah the ancient yeah. slangs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but Fafnir uh, does not die at once. Inse instead, for some twenty-two stanzas, the hero and the dragon engage in a conversation from which Tolkien took several hints. Okay, so just again. Uh, Tolkien's way of making these mythologies true, right? Yeah, yeah. Or adding to them or alluding to them. The first is that in the Eddic poem, Sigurd, to begin with, will not give his name, but replies riddlingly, calling himself both motherless and fatherless. Tolkien entirely remotivates this, explaining this, of course, is the way to talk to dragons. No dragon can resist the fascination of riddling talk. Sigurd's motive... 
was that Fafnir was dying, and it was the belief in old times that the word of a dying man had great power if he cursed his enemy by name. Interesting. Uh, but then the Eddic poem is, as often, a disappointment to a logical mind, for Sigurd does give his name very shortly after this, and Fafnir indeed seems to know all about him. Tolkien used the start of the conversation then and ignored its later development. He took a second hint from Fafnir's wily and successful attempt to sow discord between his killers, for Fafnir uh, gives Sigurd unsought advice. I advise you, Sigurd, if you will take the advice and ride home from here. Uh, Regin betrayed me. Uh, he will betray you. He will be the death of both of us. In the same way, Smog tells Bilbo to be aware or to beware of the dwarves. And Bilbo, with less reason than Sigurd, is for a moment taken in. There is a third hint after the dragon is dead. For Sigurd, tasting the dragon's blood becomes able to understand bird speech and hears uh, what the nut hatches are saying. Uh, that Regan does indeed mean to betray him. In The Hobbit, of course, it is the thrush who proves able to understand human speech, not the other way around, and his intervention is fatal to the dragon, not to the dwarves. One can say only that Tolkien was well aware of the one famous human-dragon conversation in ancient literature and admired the sense it creates of a cold, wily, superhuman intelligence and overwhelming personality to use Tolkien's entirely modern terminology. Terminology. I can't talk. However, as often, Tolkien took the hints, but felt he could improve on them. Isn't this crazy? Mm -hmm. I, I just I, I love seeing his inspiration. Is this interesting? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, and it totally um, reminded me of something. I'm gonna bring up. Yeah. Okay. Thank sweet, God you sweet, read sweet. this. I'm just like, mine's like, wow. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Yeah. Much of the improvement comes from a kind of anachronism, which, uh, as so often in The Hobbit, creates two entirely different verbal styles. Smog, again, just the way they speak, the, the philology. Smog does not initially talk like Bayorn or Thorin or Thranduil, the Elf King, or other characters from the heart of the heroic world. He talks like a 20th century Englishman, but one very definitely from the upper class, not the bourgeoisie at all. Um, his main verbal characteristic is a kind of elaborate politeness, even circumlocution, uh, circumlocution, of course, totally insincere, as is often the case with upper class English, but insidious and hard to counter. You seem familiar with my name, says Smog, with a hint of asperity. Being familiar is low class behavior, like calling people by their first names on the first meeting. But I don't seem to remember smelling you before. Smog could be a colonel in a railway carriage spoken to by someone to whom he has not been properly introduced and freezing him off with hottier. Um, he goes on with a characteristic mix of bluntness and the pretended uh, deference, which indicates offense. Who are you and where do you come from, may I ask? Uh, this, that's... Uh, um, Shippy's emphasis. He, anytime he emphasizes something, he says, my emphasis. Bilbo then launches into a riddling introduction, but when Smog talks at length again, he has become, in his turn, familiar, even colloquial. Don't talk to me. This means don't try to fool me. Um, you'll come to a bad end if you go with such friends. Friends is entirely sarcastic. 
I don't mind if you go back and tell them so from me. My emphasis again, Smog is still talking casually, but the understatement but the understatement is clearly contemptuous. As he oozes confident uh, confidentiality on, uh, his speech fills up with interjections. Ha ha, bless me, a, and with further roundabout mock courtesy, you may perhaps not altogether waste your time. I don't know if it has occurred to you that this is nothing like Fafnir or Sigurd, or indeed any character from epic or saga, but it is convincingly dragonish, threatening but cold, and horribly plausible. So in, a, in, the, in the same kind of way how we talked about we don't know what it's like to face down a dragon, right? But Tolkien made it relatable to us. Um, he has this dragon speaking in a way that's very 20th century, but still in a way that is dragonish. Isn't that amazing? Like this mm-hmm. is just amazing. Yep. This is a great taste too. If you're if you're if you've never read this book or you're on the fence about getting it, just Amazon. Go get it. Um, okay, so is convincingly dragonish, threatening but cold and horribly plausible. It's no wonder Bilbo is taken aback. However, this is not the only speech mode Smog has available. When Bilbo finally mentions to him the heroic motive of revenge, and Bilbo throughout the conversation talks in a much more elevated style than is usual for him, Smog replies more archaically and more heroically than anyone has done in The Hobbit so far. I have eaten his people like a wolf among sheep, and where are his sons' sons that dare approach me? My armor is like tenfold shields. My teeth are swords. My claws spears. The shock of my tail a thunderbolt. His language here approaches that of the Old Testament, and it is matched by the narrators in describing him. After Bilbo's first theft, when Smog wakes and finds he has been robbed, the dwarves heard the awful rumor of his flight. Rumor here has the distinctly old-fashioned sense of far-off noise, not the weak modern one of gossip. A couple of times, Tolkien uses the device of substituting adjectives for adverbs. Slow and silent, he crept back to his lair, floated heavy and slow in the dark like a monstrous crow, again creating an antique effect. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Yep. Oh yep. my gosh. Smog's last boast to himself at the end of chapter 12, they shall see me and remember who is the real king under the mountain, uses the archaic third person shall of warriors Mm. boasts in Old Norse and Old English now condemned for marked as now condemned or marked as abnormal by modern school grammarians. Um, Smog, in fact, seems to have a foot or a claw in two worlds at once. And in this, at least, he is like Bilbo the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How That's crazy. wild. That is How wild. crazy. I am so glad you read that. I, I, uh, so many cool so, connections there. And I think when you look yeah. at Smog's speech real quick, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, initially as we're just running through it here, that's someone who has read it numerous times, analyzed the stopped and oh, yeah. read the line. And you look at like, yep. cause there's more there that like, we're just getting the top layer, but there's so many other yeah. layers that, yeah. that yeah. that's amazing. It that's is awesome. And even, even the, just the way he, uh, uh, just made the, 
drew the drew the line there between Bilbo and Smog that they have their foot in two worlds, right? A more mm. modern one and an ancient one, and how they are alike that way. It's so funny. The other character he riddles with, he's very much alike mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like he and Gollum. Gollum used to be a hobbit creature. Yeah. Yep. Right? So right. interesting. Uh, I, and one more quick thing. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. I totally, yeah, yeah. totally forgot about when you started speaking about like the language of birds. I was even just reading yeah. that about about yeah. the men of Dale and knowing how to speak to thrushes. Speak to I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So that's 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 the whole point. I was kind of making a joke about like, do we trust the bird? Do we not trust the bird? But then thinking, oh yeah, we've way got to trust the thrush. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's all hanging on this thrush getting back and telling people there's oh, a weak yeah, spot. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. And I true. totally forgot that he goes oh, back my and gosh, does that. Yes, does that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, because well, you such read a it, crazy it's, it's, moment. Yeah, it's right in there, and it's it's actually like, why 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 spend two paragraphs on on that and understanding? You've got dragon speech, you've got uh, the thrush, you've got ravens. They're understanding beast and how they they talk, yeah. and it was it's yeah. woven. In, it's actually woven in that legend of, uh, Sigurd. Is that you say it? It's, yeah, uh, I think yeah. Sigurd. Yeah, yeah, where where in which you've got a raven in, in the Finch that speak. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool stuff. That's cool stuff. That's why man. that I I have um I have read the first uh chapter about language and stuff in yeah. that book and I need to read more. It's really good. It's really too solid. bad that Corey Olson fired him. Like it's just really I sad. can't believe it happened too. Yeah. Oh, Corey. Uh, how maybe dare Corey they? maybe Corey's working for the oneclickbait.net now, you think? I I don't Jeez, know. Wow. Wow. Some yeah. Dragon talk. <laughs> oh my gosh all right um well hey, right, let, I, th- yeah. I think it's yeah let's let's get into some uh bywater post bywater post yes sir there's a bywater all right. post here uh you want to go first you want me to go first yeah i'll go first um we just okay. have um reynolds here we've got reynolds reynolds that Cahoon. Right. yeah it's a, it's uh, a wild name man i love I it love that name I sounds do, like a I famous do. baseball player up yeah, to like back, shortstop Reynolds Cahoon. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to somebody really. I don't, you know. I mean, I think everyone's awesome and cool, but sometimes the names pop out, and you're like, "All right, yeah. I like that." It's a Tolkien um, name. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. Hi Ezra, hi Lane. I'm Reynolds. I live in the Misty Mountains of America, a fun place called Utah, and have Ooh. found a recent addiction in the world of Middle Earth. I found this podcast two weeks ago and loved it. I think this is a few. Wow month this is not this might be almost a year back i think oh my gosh Um, yeah uh let's see i found this podcast two or three weeks ago and loved it christmas uh two or three back Uh, uh, yeah a christmas two or three back my aunt gave me a small boxed set of the lord of the rings trilogy i read two chapters and i had to put it down because i just found it difficult to read uh that was very unlike me because i was and still am a bookworm uh, anyway, my dad had been a fan of the movies for years previously, so last year we sat down to watch the films. Hmm. I was instantly in love with it. In the last 30 minutes of the movie, <laughs> last 30 minutes of the movie, uh, my, uh, dad? T- my dad turned it, it off. Oh, turned it yeah. Off. Yeah, my dad turned it off and yeah. had me wait to see if Frodo destroyed the ring 
for another time. Oh, my time. gosh. Oh, my what? gosh. Okay, a year has gone by, and we still haven't watched it together. <laughs> that inspired me to read the books. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, since I found this podcast, I am in the last bit of the fellowship and hoping to catch up. I'm so glad to be in this club and always remember Frodo lives. Beautiful, man. Well, I mean, do we know? Have we seen the end? Do we, do we know if he lives? What if? Maybe Goodness. he doesn't. The, well, I mean, that's kind of, you could get meta with that. Does he really live? Yeah, does he? Like, truly? Right, right. What is right. living? What's life? Yeah. Reynolds, that is, man, that is a. What a spot to stop, though. That's a clutch. classic dad move. Clutch That's move. such a dad move. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make him I, I go read. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> he says, uh, P.S. I see you finish the trilogy. Keep up the good work. We'll keep up the work. We don't know if it's good or not. You guys yeah, want we're, to tell us that. Right. We're, we're right. in the fellowship. Yeah. So, are the, wow. I just said we're in the fellowship. We're in wow. the fellowship. I don't know if the work's Wow. I don't know if the work's good oh, at one one twenty four in the morning. Uh, <laughs> is that what time it's oh my gosh that's awesome reynolds um man utah i feel weird wearing this this shirt with dennis robin on it how now, dare you from utah Woo! carl malone okay. would be pretty upset with this t-shirt yeah uh, it's awesome man wow yeah what a i just love everyone's story is so different it's so cool yeah so cool all right well i have a i got a letter i got a letter mm-hmm. in from uh, not that far away, I guess, from Utah. I mean, relatively, from uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. All right, all right. From one Livy Sky Hansen. Uh, in this beautiful, I think she she did this border. Like this border is hand drawn. There's color. And there's an illustration on the second page. I was blown away by this letter, man. Dear Lane and Ezra. Hey, guys. My name is Livy Sky Hansen, and I'm 12 years old. I love Lord of the Rings and really anything Tolkien. I read Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit when I was 11 and yet to read The Silmarillion. Anyway, on to my story. Last year, I'd been begging my dad to watch Lord of the Rings, and we finally did. I did not know what I was getting myself into. I, period, was, period, hooked. (laughs) But my story goes even farther back. This is crazy. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We had just went to New Zealand the year before when I knew nothing of Tolkien. Listen to this, man. We even went to Hobbiton I was very cranky that day, too, and it is something I will always regret. Who can't relate to that, though, as a kid? Wow. Yeah. But, like, for me, it was Niagara Falls. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. Hobbiton. Like, Livy. This is, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, now, looking back, it was an amazing experience. Also, last year in December, we went to a place in Provo, Utah, called Moon's Rare Books and Antiques. I got hold of one of the one rings they used in the movies. Let me let me read How? that again as just in case. So we're we're reading about Bilbo who has the one ring, right? Uh-huh. I got hold of one of the one rings 
they used in the movies. Livy, we need a picture. Could you send us a picture? Yeah, wow. It was awesome. There is my story. Keep doing what you do. We need more podcasts like this in this world. Lots of love, Livy. Hope you read this on the podcast. P.S. My favorite character is Sam Gamgee. And look at this beautiful illustration at the back end. What? That like is this so kind of stuff, cool. This kind of stuff. That's going to the studio, man. It, it absolutely is. And it's just so humbling and so amazing to hear from. Okay, so we're like in our almost mid-30s. Someone who's mm-hmm. 12 years old is a kid to us. Yeah. Like to hear from kids. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like we talked about when we had that renewed sense of yeah. passion. Remember remember Isaac getting a hold yes. of us? Yes. And just you hear from kids and you think, wow, like there are kids listening to us. There are kids who, like I was 12. I was 11 that, or 12. I was about to say, yeah. When I discovered Lord of the Rings. So I remember that age. I remember, you know, you're not quite a teenager, but you're almost there. Mm-hmm. You're looking for direction. You're looking for good examples. And you stumble into Middle Earth. And you couldn't find a better place to stumble in that, you know, that developmental coming of age yeah. time. So anyway, yeah. that was beautiful. Such gorgeous handwriting. You. Yes. Yeah. That looks um, beautiful. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and the thing honored is, by I, that. Honored by that, Livy. Thank you. I remember too, like, like the, it's so cool. And I, I hope more kids, um, or I hope anyone really, but it is, I think everyone gets encouraged to hear youngsters kind of share that they're getting into yeah. this fandom or that they've yeah. discovered it and because it's new to them and then they're they're yes. wading through it and then they're asking their parents and their friends have you guys heard about this like this is like yeah. i i love when yeah. that happens it's happened to me as a high school teacher when i've seen a kid walking around with the hobbit and i'm like that kid did not once know that like they didn't they, they didn't see the movies they didn't they watch discovered it, it. Now it's yeah. in their hand in their backpack, and yeah. I'm and I'm asking them, "What are you thinking so far?" And they're like, "I I I love it. It's awesome. Why are you asking about the Hobbit? Oh no 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 big deal. Like I just I love it too. Cool. Glad you're liking it. Like it's just go, awesome yeah. here, you know. And then they go so to watch cool. the movie, and their dad turns it off with 30 minutes left. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Reynolds, oh, man. Wow. Jeez. Beautiful. Uh, as always, our favorite part of every episode: getting to hear your stories, the living story, right? This is yeah. we're, we're reading through a book that has been written and though it changes because we change um it's it's done, right? It's it's been accomplished. But the stories yep. we get to read that are like your own personal stories, they're alive, man. Mm-hmm. They're alive yes. and there's something special to that. All right, Riddles in the Dark as there it is. Take a look. I I see. I see the you image. See I see the image. Yeah, what is it? Um, this this week's riddle is a picture, and I'm just gonna see if Ed can figure it out. It's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, guys, I uh, the doc. Sometimes you just have to see. Maybe we'll I post to say, on social media. I, th- I think this is the best doc I've ever created. This did is you catch that Dennis doc. Rodman stuff up there too? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. Um, I mean, I I, I drew a, a picture. You got of illustrations Bilbo's in scorched here. Yeah. back of his head. I got found great illustrations. So this Should was we? on our this was on a Reddit thread. 
Yeah. This was um, someone just had this picture and they just posted, my friend thought that Morgan Freeman played Bilbo Baggins. Because <laughs> if you think about it, Morgan Freeman and Martin Freeman. I know. Yeah. yeah. They sound exactly the same. And yeah. Morgan Freeman is was more famous and probably still is more famous than Martin Freeman. <laughs> oh, yeah. So some dude was talking to his <laughs> friend. He was like, yeah, Morgan Freeman plays Bilbo. I mean, Lane, and just the thought of Morgan Freeman as Bilbo is amazing. The, can the you cra- imagine? He could have just talked to Smog and Smog would have been like, can you keep narrating? I mean, yeah. take it all. Take it the all. Cra- I hate to admit this, but the guys who the guy who posted that was my buddy Matt. Yeah, sure. And he said, because, like, dude, I'm the guy who would make that mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the guy who would have yeah. been like, oh, wait. They're, I, like, Morgan I, Freeman. The yeah. names are so close for me. I, you know, tapestry, tapestry. I, I would all be. All just blends together. Yeah. I'd be all, all be. over the place. So Yeah, you would be. All right, all right my friend. Um, how can people share the load? What can they do to become a, you know, a, uh, a, a luck bearer? Maybe Luck uh, bearer, a, a, a ring, ring, bearer. ring rider. Um, yeah. To, to share the load friends is to, is yeah. Share the load, right? Help the us out load. a bit here. Uh, really? An, uh, one cool thing is we've said this now, which is um, I did. I want to mention this at the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, Fan sided. Thanks to fan sided and, yeah. and minute media and just, you know, working in that, in that group with Patrick and Carrie, uh, we figured out the ads. I finally yes. got some of that worked out. So if you guys hear automated ads, not the ones that Lane and I read, uh, but those like for us, we kind of felt like better way to monetize a podcast is just throw a pre-roll, post-roll ad, and the mid-roll ad, and roll with that, yep. and then have fun with the kind of manscape thing. So you're supporting the podcast just by listening to those, uh, and you know if you're interested in the thing that we're pitching or or whatever the product might be, and, or you want to buy one for Christmas or whatever. Go do it and use our code, and that does support the podcast. Um, yep. The uh, reviews on iTunes, fantastic. That always helps. Yes. Uh, yes. Sending us your your uh, Bywater post, your Tolkien story, getting that in is, is always great. We've got tons of those. Uh, following us on social media is amazing. And then Patreon now, guys. We've shifted it to just one tier. Very, it is so refreshing. The response has been amazing, too, it's by the awesome. way. It's awesome. We have so it's many people amazing. like bouncing in there. I'm... Literally can't say thank you enough to everybody who went and said, yeah. yeah, honestly, I mean, if you haven't, if you've wanted to participate in that, but you've been like, ah, it's too confusing. It's too whatever. I don't know which tier to be in. No, nah, it's just one tier. Just get in there. We're not changing that. It's the fellowship, friends. You're all in the fellowship. Um, and, and really, even if you're not in on Patreon, you're still a member of the fellowship, friends. If you listen and yeah. you support the podcast and you want to be, it, you got 12, we got 12 year olds writing in you know what i mean yeah. like come on yeah. it's it's amazing I'm, I'm having such a good time and i can't wait for the show to come out we got some good stuff happening um yep. we have uh a lot of fun stuff over there on patreon that you guys can go check out for five bucks a month and uh just backlogs backlogs. oh my god i've gosh. been listening to the backlog and i am literally blown away uh by it my I, you wouldn't believe what you'll find on there and uh we did do an extended edition which just posted last week and we'll do yeah, another right. one uh, coming up here probably at the end of this month or uh, in, into next month. So good stuff. So yeah, there it is. Share the load. Put Lane time for. Jeez, man, I am I am tired. Time for Fortnite farewells, uh, or maybe even weekly well wishes. I don't know. The way we're breaking mm-hmm. these episodes up is pretty cool. Yeah. We want to thank you for. Wow, getting out of a sticky situation and learning some 
super inside information. And we're not just talking about Ezra's manscaping routine. We're talking about a missing shale. You know what I thought about when when I'm thinking about the scale that's missing? I think of Kyle. Oh, is it the God. shales? Is it the shales? Oh, my oh, God. The, with the reptiles? Uh, yeah. Welcome uh, to the reptile convention. Oh, my gosh, dude. If you don't know, guys, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote this. Someone's going to get mad. I don't give a crap. Kyle Mooney, who is an SNL uh, cast member. Famous SNL cast member. Famous yeah. guy, dude. Started by just putting uh, YouTube videos up. Silly Go look up, voices, go look up silly, the Kyle yeah. interviews. You will not be disappointed. You're going to wish Awkward there were more of them. Awkward as all get out. The, so beautiful. Oh, my God. Is it the shales? The shales? Is, this a, is he cranny or is he boulder? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Next mm. time. Next time. Uh, we'll be we'll be at home, but Kurt Jones will not be at home. Right, not at home. We will make him feel at home, but he will not at home be right, right. Uh, in chapter twelve, and gosh, I can't wait to see him. I might have to run my greasy fingers through his beautiful hair. Hey, what a head of hair, man! If you grew your hair out, it'd be the same deal. Friends, actually, yes, gorgeous. Stay tuned for the episode. I, I've never, I actually told, again, you know who, that you've never heard a guy like this on the mic. Wait till you hear Kurt Oh, Jones. his voice. Oh, good Lord. I've never seen a man more professional on a mic. And I've and been he's staring got that, at the guy across from yeah. me for a long time. But oh, oh, is that a compliment or a slam? I, I, put, you, I put you second behind even, Kurt. <laughs> even, even his, like, the way he, remember the way he would position his mouth on the mic? That's I'm telling you, man. It was a lean in. It was a I. I can't wait. I can't wait to. And his that. voice, that little, that little. There's just a little wealth of knowledge too. Yeah, he is. And there's that little tint of like Tennessee twang. It's buried deep. It's yeah, buried but it's deep also it's, it's there's also an elvish nature to it. I don't understand it. There is. I well, don't. He get, is. He is Faramir. You know. Um, yeah. Something he's yeah. far seeing. All right. Yeah. But anyway, he'll be here. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. All right. So yeah, yeah stay, stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We need that. Like the podcast. Subscribe over on YouTube. We're trying to grow the YouTube over there. Go do that. Yeah. Write those yeah. reviews. Leave a comment or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you next time. And remember, Bilbo knows. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.